1: It's time for the BAQA. Mm. the BAQA, what you say? The BAQA with Mandate. The BAQA with Tiffany. The BAQA. Hey. we're super excited because today in the BAQA, <laughs> we have an amazing brown girl guest. If you listen to our show on Wednesday, you would know that already. Go back and listen. Um, her name is Hala Taha. She is dubbed the podcast princess and is the host of Young and Property. Profiting The Yap Podcast, frequently ranked as number one in business and entrepreneurship on podcasts um, across all apps, right? Hala is also the founder and CEO of Yap Media, a business podcast network with an award-winning social media and podcast marketing agency for top podcasters, celebrities, and CEOs. She is well known for her engaged following and influence on LinkedIn, okay? Young and Profiting Podcast is a top 100 podcast globally. And Hala has interviewed star-studded guests like Matthew McConaughey, Alex Hormoz, Hormozy but we all know Deepak Chopra okay, (laughs) Damon John (laughs) Um, Seth Godin and countless others her show was recognized as a 2022 Webby honoree and Hala has been featured in publications like Enterprise Founder and the New York Times she is an expert on networking marketing social media personal branding side hustles entrepreneurship and podcasting so we welcome Hala to the studio.
2: Hey, Hala. Hey, you guys are so much fun. Happy to be here. <laughs> yeah. um, so,
1: because so we happy. have Holland the Stew, right? Me and Mandy, we're actually going to have her help answer some questions from y'all today. Mandy, to you want to go first so or you want to go second? <laughs> <laughs> I want to go first. I
0: want to go okay. first. Me, 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 me. <laughs> I, and holla thank you so much for giving us so much of your time. It's been amazing listening to you. And I. Fully, you know, if you're listening to the show, run and go follow her on LinkedIn and get all of her LinkedIn tips and tune in to Wednesday's show because she dropped some gems. But because you are such a savvy entrepreneur and you have such a fascinating career journey, I would like to start with a career question from Mm. listener... Ashley, who hit us up on IG. By the way, you can also submit your questions. Hit us up, Brown Ambition Podcast on the gram. Slide into our DMs and you could be answered on the show. All right, Ashley says, I am a teacher on FMLA leave for the year. While I am home on unpaid leave, because don't get it twisted, just because you have the leave in America, it's unpaid. Mm. I'm full time taking care of my newborn. I have lots of times on my hand. I have lots of time on my hands now, which I'm using to start start an Education consulting business. Mm. I want to advertise the business to my network, but I haven't told my boss about my endeavor. What is my obligation legally and morally to tell my boss about my new business? I have not made any money from it yet, but I wonder if that matters. And if so, at what point in my business success should I communicate about my side biz with my boss? Mm. I wonder if telling my boss will make them think I'm not committed to my job and make them take adverse action against me, even if they can't legally. Fire me. Appreciate any advice. Okay. Mm.
2: That's a good one. So I'd say number yeah. one is check your employee contract. Check your employee contract. See if there's anything that says that you cannot compete in the same space as you're in because she said she wants to do education consulting and she's a teacher Mm -hmm. if she told me she's selling shoes i'd be like go post everywhere on social media right now but because it's in a similar space she has to see if there's a a compete clause a non-compete clause i believe and she's got to make sure that she's allowed to do something like that in the same niche it doesn't it sounds like she still can it sounds like even though it's in education it's something different Mm -hmm. would you guys better not
1: be having teacher sign non-compete
0: pay
2: them?
1: Please. Yeah. I, was a, I was a teacher for 10 years and that typically wasn't I will say there's a little more although teachers are like um a uh, professional um job it's not bounded typically by the same corporate constraints.
2: Mm-hmm. I agree. I think there's a big chance that you're allowed to do whatever sort of second job, side hustle, whatever you want to call it. I think you're pro- most likely allowed, right? The other mm-hmm. thing I'd say which I say to anybody who asks, there's a lot of people who have this fear about posting while they're still employed. And I always tell them, your social media is an asset that you need to invest in. And it's a transferable asset that you're allowed to take with you from job to job to job to job. So I always tell people, don't post about your current job And don't um, leverage your current job on your social media profile. That should be for your own business, for your own personal brand. Do not let a company tell you that you need to post about their stuff on your profile. It should be about you, your skills, your brand, your business on your profile. And then that's an asset you take with you from place to place. And you just need to set that boundary with your employer, right? That that is your asset, Um, I would say it's up to her if she wants to let her boss know, depending on the demeanor of your boss. If your boss is following you on social media and you feel like they're actually going to see it, you may want to just be like, hey, you know, uh, fully focused on my job this is what I'm doing at night and on the weekends. I've prioritized my time in these ways. You have nothing to worry about, but you know I need to generate more income. As you know, as a teacher, I make XYZ. I Y, Z. I wanna make this much this year and this is the path towards it while working here. And so I think just having like a civil conversation with your boss and saying like, these are the reasons why, this is how I'm gonna prioritize work. And then you've gotta show up and do your job well at work so that there's no issue, right? Uh, But other than that, I would say, like, post on social media as soon as possible. Start building your brand. Start learning the platforms. It's going to take a year or two to get a community that's actually going to start buying from you. So it's like, you better start now um, and, and build that up. That's my advice.
0: And focus on, I would say, easily, when I talk to people about posting a LinkedIn, they're like, what do I post? Just, if you were getting into education consulting, I mean, what kind of advice would you give as a consultant? And like, what are the buckets of, you know, information and guidance that you feel like your audience is looking for? And then just start talking about that. Um, That's gonna, hopefully in my mind, especially if you use the right keywords and target the right Mm -hmm. people, it's going to reach the kind of people who could become customers.
2: Yeah, one of the first things I would tell you to do is try to find people in your niche that are doing a great job on LinkedIn. And I call these people lookalike profiles. So they're either competitors or they're people who have a following that you want. And then you can look at their profiles for inspiration of the content that you're going to write. But then uh, even better, you can start to proactively invite people who are engaging on their content. So anybody who recently liked and commented on that lookalike profile, you'd want to invite those people to your network. So those people will start seeing your content as well and hopefully engage and take viral action.
1: Yeah, And I wouldn't be so scared because truthfully... Teachers are the queens of second jobs. Like I used to tutor, I used to babysit, I used to, you know what I mean? And like tutoring is not, it's, I'm still teaching outside of school and I have not found, like teachers I feel like are giving a lot of leeway. I never know because sometimes you might have a hater boss, a hater principal, a hater superintendent, you never know. But as far as legally and morally, especially the moral part, girl. Like, no, you are always able to make additional income for yourself as long as, to Hala's point, it's not, it doesn't breach the contract that you have. Um Also too, one last thing is maybe is there anybody at your school or neighboring school or whatever that does some teacher has a side job you know and just asking like you know was there any pushback something I should look out for you know the secretary the whatever who who's the hater amongst us mm-hmm. um to make sure you just look out for them so that way you know you give them the heads up so but I'll other than that it's Ashley right that's what it was Ashley. Mandy mm-hmm. Ashley girl go ahead and get your coin I love yeah. that for you be ambitious. I, yeah,
0: take it take it, and, and go to the moon with it is how I feel, because yeah. being a teacher, there is finite access to salary, mm-hmm. um, so I'm proud of you. And yes, when you have a newborn, it is boring AF, so <laughs> I'm proud of you for taking that time. Yeah. <laughs> they don't get hard until like uh, six months plus when they have in. All right. Okay, let's take a quick breaky break and we'll be right back with more BAQA. And this time it is Tiffany's turn to read a juicy mentor question. Just visit squarespace.com/brownambition to get your discount today. Remember, your online success story begins with Squarespace. So, what are you waiting for? Let's build something extraordinary together. not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank.
1: Hey, 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 BA fam. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. That's incredible. This is according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. I closed my closed the tabs. I couldn't see your face (laughs) and Uh, we are back. So this question um, comes from not necessarily from our our mailbag, but something that I get asked all the time um, because I do mentor, especially young women, especially young women of color in business. But people ask me all the time. One, can you mentor me, Tiffany? And then, two, you know, um, how do I find a mentor? And so, one. So it's like a two-part question. Do you have any mentors? You don't have to name names, but how did you connect with them? And how would you suggest that people go out, whether it's professionally, they have a career or in business, they're looking for a mentor?
2: Mm. I do have two mentors. So I have a business mentor who is Heather Monahan. She's actually my first client. And I have a podcast mentor who's Jordan Harbinger, right? So I'll give you guys the story of how I got Jordan to become my mentor. I basically willed him to become my mentor because mentor and mentees have uh, a, a mutually benefic- uh, benefiting relationship. That's the key. It's actually add value to the person who you want to mentor you because you need to essentially be deserving of of that mentor. So Jordan Harbinger, when I was first starting out podcasting, I was a nobody compared to him. So this was, let's say three years ago, two years into my podcast journey, I was like doing really well climbing up there, but I was nowhere near how popular my podcast is now and so on. Like now me and Jordan literally like rank next to each other, right? But when I was first starting out, first thing I did was invite him to my show. He said yes. So I got to meet him there. Uh, And then I kept in touch with him. And I remember I would always DM him little tips. I'd be like, hey, have you tried uh, promoting your show on CastBox? I just did it. Here's the information I got. Like, this is how much subscribers I got. And I knew he was into media buying. So I would give him little tips. I'd be like, hey, I just tried Player FM. And I would just always give him little tips. Then when I started getting press, like I got on the cover of Podcast Magazine and they asked me, like, who's your favorite podcaster? I put Jordan Harbinger and Heather Monahan and everybody I wanted as a mentor and then I'd send them a note like hey I featured you in this article that I was just featured in I hope it gives you some visibility like here's the article right then I remember Jordan reached out to me about like a year into me basically like just sending him tips following up with him and he was like hey Hala my producer's sick and I I think you're really good at this kind of stuff like can you help me with some new ad copy And at this point, I had a social media agency, I would be charging for this kind of stuff. But of course, I didn't charge him. I was just like, yeah, send it to me happy to help. Then I personally wrote ad copy for him sent it back. He's like, this is awesome. I'm going to use it. Thank you so much. Let's hop on a call. Let me see how I can help you. All of a sudden, Jordan Harbinger became my mentor, got added to my Slack channel. We talk every day. He taught me so much about how to grow my show. He taught me so much about how to get advertising sponsors, all the things I didn't know because I basically had reached the level I could by Googling. And I like needed an actual expert to ask questions because I was like, there's so many gaps that I need help with. And you're one of the only people I know who knows more than me and has been doing this for longer than me. And so then he became my mentor. And it's like, again, a mutually beneficial relationship. I help him. He helps me. And so on. Uh, Heather Monhan's very similar. She uh, came on my podcast. And then she kept reaching out to me that she wanted to be my client. And I kept rejecting her and saying I couldn't help her. She was my first social media client. And then I would take meetings with her on the weekends and try to teach her how to video edit, teach her how to do social media and help her. She eventually became my social media client and she gets it for a lot, a heavily discounted price. And so I basically just do her social for free and she's like out there advocating for me, always giving me advice. If, if I ever have a problem, she like, tr- uh, like she's a person that I can bounce off of that has been where I already want to be and, and knows how to help navigate me. We're like, I don't have like my parents aren't in business. Like I, I don't have anybody else to ask these questions to, you know? So it's like uh, I go to Heather for that kind of business advice. And again, it's because I help her on a daily basis. So she helps me back.
1: So if somebody's wanting a mentor, they're listening, they're like, oh my gosh, I don't know what I bring to the table. How can I help someone? Like, where can they start if they're like, I I need guidance, but how do I show that, quote unquote, I'm ready for a mentor and how do I find them?
2: I mean, I would start off with interning for if you really have zero skills to help somebody, I would start off as an intern and say, like, reach out to somebody who you want to be you want as a mentor and offer that you'll dedicate like a couple hours a day or or whatever amount of hours per week, 15 hours a week in free uh, services as their intern and just shadow them and learn from them. Um, I think the best way, honestly, though, is to offer some sort of skill um, or just helpful advice and, and keeping in touch with somebody and being helpful, I think goes a long way. So again, like even if it was just like sharing an article to someone like, hey, like I know you're interested in XYZ, I found this and it was really interesting, but actually make sure it's interesting, right? Do enough work where you are deserving of, of having a conversation with that mentor, which means that you might need to start with podcasts first, start with reading books first, Get yourself to a certain level where you feel like you have reached the peak of what you could learn on your own and mm. then reach out to an expert mm-hmm. because you have that foundation because no expert wants to spend time with someone who hasn't done enough work girl themselves.
0: preach uh, yes thank you for yes. making that point mm-hmm. yes
2: i was literally gonna Put say some that skin in that, the, the
1: game yes because i was talking to a friend of mine ryan leslie he um he's like Grammy award-winning and producer he used to do that so he did that song with Cassie like I am waiting for you, mm-hmm. you remember that well you know how because yeah. you were the seven. so anyway Brian's <laughs> an, an entrepreneur now an investor whatever so we he did like a he did something for my mentees um, he taught a class for them and afterwards we were chatting and he, you know people always ask oh let me know what I can do for you and I was like actually Ryan specific, 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 this is what I'm, this is what I've done thus far. I'm shifting the budget needs to, in a different direction. And here's what I've done thus far over the last year or so. But there's this one small piece that I can't quite close the gap on because I'm not really sure, but I've done all this other work. And he said, first of all, let me commend you for asking for a specific thing. He said, cause typically people will be like, put me on. That's like the worst thing you can say to yeah, somebody. Yeah. Cause what does that mean? And also too, illustrating that you've done all of this work ahead of time and you're not looking for me to run your business, but to close that little gap. I think that's the number one thing you can do in attracting a mentor is have done some work. People wanna yeah. know that they're getting on a moving train that if I invest in you, that that seed is going to grow. Not gonna fester there because you're not gonna do anything with it.
2: Totally, and like, so for example, we're big podcasters, right? If an upcoming podcaster reaches out to me and is like, I want you to be my mentor, I'll usually say, like, you can just shadow me for three months and help me. And mm. 99% of the time, they don't do it. Exactly. And okay, like I gave you an opportunity to literally work with somebody who probably knows more than 99% of people in the podcasting industry. You would literally be able to make so much money off the skills that I would teach you in these three months but you didn't want, you didn't want to take that time, then Mm -hmm. I don't want to be your mentor, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So for me, it's like, if you don't want to basically intern for me, I'm not going to mentor you. Because I just feel like that's the level of dedication that Mm -hmm. I want. Because I know the value that I would give them right other than like, you know, joining my mastermind or something where you get it in a group, right? If you want one on one coaching, try to intern for the person.
1: Yeah. Also, people just want to put, yeah, they want to see that you're willing, because I have in the beginning spent a lot of time, hours, two hours, three hours on the phone, only for the person to come back two weeks later. I changed my mind. So I'm doing this now. And I'm like, no, you're going to do it. (laughs) Because you just think to yourself, but I'm realizing because there's no skin in the game, plus people don't understand that bigger than me giving you this tip. It's like, are you going to be able to, because if you can't do something as relatively low level as far as, um, as as interning for someone meaning like you don't have to run her company or anything like that but interning then when you actually have the business itself and it requires more of you you're not equipped to do the more because if you yeah. can't do the less it's an indicator to your mentor that you actually won't be able to see it through anyway you yeah. know so people want to pour into people who they know this is fertile ground and this person is going to grow this seed that I've given them versus like. Can you do the best for me? So yeah, no, that was really great, Peter. Mandy, have you? Have, do you have any mentors, Mandy?
0: Everyone in the Mandy Moneymaker community. I stopped doing one-on-one coaching with anyone who's not in the community, and mm-hmm. that has changed my whole. I mean, my whole reality and my whole sanity, because it limits my time. And -hmm. it also like you have to pay to be a Mandy Moneymaker. You have to invest in yourself and in this community. And it's part course, but it's also live coaching every couple of weeks. But also you get me in a Slack channel Mm -hmm.
1: all day
0: and I check my Slacks. And I pay attention to people who engage mm. with the community. And if you're engaging and you're sharing in, like you're sharing with your Mandy Moneymaker sisters, you know, insights or support, I'm absolutely gonna answer your DM, mm. you know, at ten PM when you're like, I've got an offer on the table they want an answer by Friday. Can you help mm. me, you know, review it? I'm like, absolutely, where's mm. my like where's my red pen? Because I'll print it out and, and comb through it for you. So that of course matters and I so I consider all the many money makers my mentees and I love that. um, yeah, that's where I'm focusing now. What I would love to do, because I love little girls and like at that like young girl stage, Mm -hmm. I'm um, I'm working on a partnership with a Westchester uh, nonprofit called Girls Inc. Mm -hmm. And I'm hoping to start doing like some workshops with them. um, Yeah, just to mentor like little girls and build their confidence and career choices, negotiating all of it.
2: I love, I love what you said about sort of like building that social capital, mm-hmm. that, that like if, if somebody's sharing your stuff or, or supporting you or being an extra helpful person in the community, I couldn't mm-hmm. agree more. The more social capital you build with someone, the bigger you can make your ask later on. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think building that social capital with, with whoever you want your mentor to be, whether that's you know, commenting on their stuff, featuring them in anything you can, I think that goes a long way. Absolutely hopefully that was
1: helpful BAQA listeners like we said before <laughs> honestly if you have not listened to Wednesday's show with Hala please do because not only do we go over some she's just a prolific businesswoman but Hala is 100% Palestinian and she really was able to give us insights about you know um her, her experience as a Palestinian woman living here in the United States with family very much in Palestine and what that's like for her and what that's like for them so I think it would just be really helpful to take a listen um, so, yeah. So, as you know, we do our BAQ every Friday, but if you want us to answer your questions, you can go over to brownambitionpodcast.com, uh, podcast at gmail.com. You can email us, um, slide into our DMs on Instagram, brandambitionpodcast and the BA podcast on Twitter or X or whatever they're calling it. Um, mm-hmm. either way, you know how to find us, ask your questions because yeah. we love answering them. Maybe not X yeah (laughs) until (laughs) next week (laughs) y'all bye thank you so much holla
2: thanks guys